it's Tuesday the 16th of October and about 8 o'clock in the evening Melbourne time. If you are joining me without knowing um, me personally, well, welcome, hello. <laughs> um, I've been making this Tuesdaycast podcast for um, over a year, is it maybe two years now? Um, I started making it because... I really wanted, I was at home with a little baby and I used to make a lot of radio and I was feeling um, a little bit trapped and frustrated and I missed talking to people about things that mattered to me and um, and I wasn't finding that I had time to ring my friends. So um, it sort of started as a, it's, it is an open letter. So um, if you're listening, it's for you. It, it really is. So um, I'm going to start by saying that while I've made quite a few notes for this week's episode, I'm, I'm not going to read from it. I, do, I, try, I made sort of the decision not to print it out because um, I'd like to do a blog, but um, I'll get around to that. It's all right. Um, right now I am just settling in, got the kids off to bed, hopefully, and um We've moved house recently, so there's lots of boxes and crap everywhere. And tonight I, um, I've sort of settled into getting a grocery delivery early in the week and these lovely independent grocery delivery people bring, bring me good, good quality produce from independent sellers and it's made me feel less beholden to the, the big two in Australia, which is Coles and Woolworths, and basically they just kind of price match each other and dominate the market and, and then... There's Aldi where I go to buy chocolate and cheese and fresh pasta and organic stuff. Actually, they have an excellent range of organic stuff and also random things. And this this week, we, me and my little son, who's three, we were at Aldi and he he he's sort of just got to the age where he can express an urgent, fervent desire for something. And for some reason... His eye lighted on this Fisher Price train set that was for sale at Aldi, and um, he just went train. I want that train and um, my train. It was it was very cute, and I made the decision in the moment that yes, he could have it. It wasn't very expensive. Um, I thought, should I save it for Christmas? Should I teach him that you know you have to wait? But I was so pleased to see him expressing such a sort of a definite preference for something that I really wanted to to show him that I'd heard him and um so I bought him the train and he was so excited he didn't even want it to go in the trolley so he was sitting up in the front seat bit of the trolley and holding this big box and it's actually a really good toy and it sort of reminds me again of how great Fisher Price are like even when their toys have batteries and sing songs and stuff they're not they're not as annoying as a lot of other things and um, he's got, he's got a, a toaster that says, um, one, uh, counts, let's count while we make some toast. <laughs> it's quite sweet, but this one doesn't have any batteries. It doesn't, um, have any artificial sounds. It doesn't say toot toot, I'm a train or anything, but it does make the most wonderful tooting sound when you push down on the steam. It's a steam train and you can push down on it. It goes hoot hoot. It's very cute. Anyway, so he's got that and I'm very pleased for him. I'm leading up into Christmas sort of, um, <laughs> I was at the 
I was at the store the other day because I needed to buy summer pajamas for the kids who've outgrown things that they've been they were wearing last summer and the weather's just recently changed like changed quite dramatically in in Melbourne and um I was explaining to the lady at the at the checkout at the big W um I for some reason I just decided to pipe up and say oh well, no, I'm, I'm, she asked me if I had flybys and I said, no, I don't have flybys. I don't believe in being tracked for my purchases and sold things. And, um, and then I said, truth be told, I'm an anti-consumerist. And, and she looked at me and went, oh, and I went, have you ever met one before? And she went, no, I don't think I have. <laughs> and so, um, I said, yeah, I don't, I feel bad buying things and I don't want to buy too many things. And, I really struggle at Christmas and, you know, with all of the rampant consumerism. And I think when I say things like that out loud, it actually makes me feel more like I can live the life that I really believe in and I don't have to give in to the pressures of the society that's around me because they're just pressures, honestly. They're not instructions. They're not commands. They're just, it's just a business that's worked out how to, get me to spend my money. Um, yeah, anyway, I don't know where I was going with that. I did get a lovely book in the post. I bought a secondhand book on eBay and it's actually a very lovely autobiography by the playwright George Bernard Shaw who wrote Pygmalion, which was turned into My Fair Lady. And um, he's a... Uh, He's a lovely writer and I and um it's funny how much it reminds me of the Stephen King book that I'm reading as well. And uh I don't know what it was that made me buy this, but it's a beautiful old book and um there's a lovely bit in the beginning where he talks about his his first biographer and he, he's talking about his father and um and it's quite clear from the beginning of this book that George Bernard Shaw's father was a very active parent. Um, uh, like this, this note from the 30th of July. I brought the two youngsters out yesterday morning and gave them a drive in the perambulator, which they, indeed I too, enjoyed greatly. Like, just lovely. She's got nurse as well. And there's this note of 7th of August. Nurse said to me this morning that Bob, which is the nickname for George Bernard Shaw, has her nearly broken down. And indeed, he must be a very tiresome youngster to mind altogether without any help. I really felt that line because um, I'm looking after my very active youngster but with help. I have a really excellent daycare centre and I have a daughter who's at 10 years old is a very, she's a really active big sister and she's a she's a great help I don't want to put too much pressure on her to to do too much assisting me because otherwise she'll miss out on her childhood and but I think it's she seems to really enjoy the responsibility and the opportunity to spend spend time with her little her little brother and they certainly do seem to love each other a lot the new house it's funny when you think about what really makes a good family house we're all a lot closer so my bedroom which is a fairly nice big room actually um is right next door to George's 
the baby's just there and and my daughter's um the next room and everybody can hear one another but not you know it's a pretty solid house actually it's brick little brick house and it's nice I'm ha- I'm happy and, and I was really worried it's such a it's such a huge responsibility being the adult of a family and having to make important decisions like where are we all going to live and and then littler things like what are we having for dinner and there was a really lovely article that Jane Caro wrote um about motherhood and the you know the helicopter parents turning out the children that were all being angry once they've finished raising their children and it sort of reminds me of a comment that I read in a biography of Keanu Reeves where his his mother said I'm not their mother I'm just standing back and watching them grow and um one of the mothers who I admire greatly a friend of mine who's she must be 10 years younger than me, but for some reason she just really, I mean, not that that makes any difference, but I found as a parent I was looking up to her and going, you seem to just be really able to enjoy this and I want to be like you. I want to raise my kids the way you seem to be able to raise yours. And there was a lovely kind of harmonious chaos about the house that that they were raising their kids in and, they were sharing it with another another couple and their their children that's they were family but it just it just sort of went to show me and i needed needed to i needed to see this example and what can you ever be but grateful that the universe or the forces that be providence or coincidence synchronicity kismet serendipity whatever it is puts people in your path that you can look up to and admire and learn from I made an artwork which is going to be the artwork for this episode um, I was sort of inspired by the Banksy going through the shredder and uh, I've also been really struck by the iconic image that I used for the last cheese cast which I, I did I don't have permission to use that that photograph of Christine Blasey Ford with her hand up and her eyes closed making her oath to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth but I made a I made it into a a Banksy style stencil artwork and and placed it over a brick wall by following a photoshop tutorial on YouTube about how to do it so I'm going to use that for my artwork for the week and I notice that the um the Christine Blasey Ford episodes have had a lot of listens um also that 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 song that I was mentioning very briefly last week has been performed on Jimmy Kimmel uh I forget her name it's it's an it's Lindsay and it's like um it's such a scary time for boys oh no it's not they've all they've always had the upper hand they've always had a choice um and I have had that song stuck in my head Today I managed to get stuck in my head Billy Bragg's Waiting for the Great Leap Forward, which is such a magnificent song. And I put I put two and two together, this song and the Billy Bragg song, because Van Badham wrote a fantastic piece for The Guardian which was about protest songs and how they can cut through where sometimes the best journalism can't and communicate 
and rally the troops. Looks like Elizabeth Warren might be running for president in 2020. There's that bizarre painting that's up on the wall in Trump's office. Um, the Him Too movement. Um, the, the, the son who responded to his mother's tweeting about him <laughs> and saying, I'm not part of Him Too, I believe women. The walkout of the television show people, including Rachel Bloom from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. There's a lot going on in the world. Um, I uh, The notion that Australia might move um, their Israeli embassy to Jerusalem is, is, a, is just a total slap in the face for the peace talks in the Middle East based on a two, you know, two two-state solution, which um, has long been agreed to be the most diplomatically reasonable course. But, of course, Trump's decision to move the US embassy, and it just it looks a little bit like Australia, the puppy dog trailing after Chester, the big dog, you know. It's pathetic and it's sad that Australia seems to lack a sense of moral purpose. I mean, the um, first dog on the moon cartoon about the Nauru imprisonment of, and they really are imprisoned, children and people who've done nothing wrong. They did nothing other than try and seek asylum and and Australia's really broken my heart in their treatment of those people because they are people and nobody deserves nobody deserves what's happening to them every day. The sense of hopelessness, it's just <coughs> deplorable and awful. And in times like that, all I can do is, is look, look to art and music and theatre and film and books, especially books, I love books, to hope, hope that humanity will triumph. I believe that it will, even if it looks really quite different from how it looks now. I think I'm running out of energy a little bit now, so I will say, say goodnight. Do take care of yourself and tune in again if you like, and I'll see you next Tuesday.